Amen. A couple of weeks ago, I haven't been up in a couple of weeks. My wife, of course, was up last week, and then a week before that, we had a gentleman here um, that prophesied over the house and did a phenomenal job. Amen. So I haven't been up, but the last time I preached, I talked about uh, five keys to unlocking heaven, and some of the things that we talked about were Malachi chapter 8, where it talked about try him, where it says in the Malachi chapter 3, it says try him and your tithe and offerings, and then he says, I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Anybody believe his word? We believe, one of the things that kingdom, we were based. Amen. If, 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 when people, you know, even make comments about our church, they like, bro, that brother know how to quote that scripture. Because at the end of the day, I'm not here trying to stimulate your emotions. Amen. I'm trying to stimulate your spirit. Amen. So, because I know that you can word your way out of some stuff. You can't emotionally get through some stuff. That's why 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't live our life based on what I see. I don't live my life based on what I'm going through. I base my life on where I'm going to. That's not to say that you're not going to hit a bump in the road or hit a wall here and there, because in this life you will. The Bible says in this world you will have tribulation, amen. So you're going to get hit with some things. That's why it says count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation and tests, amen. Even Romans 5, 3 says glory in tribulation, for tribulation worketh patience and patient experience and experience hope even. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 4, 12, it says think it not strange, concerning fiery trials amen there's times that god will even sometimes put our faith on trial to really see what we made of amen sometimes that stuff come from god all trials are man-made you know we always quote isaiah 54 uh, 17 put it up real quick it, of course y'all know what isaiah 54 17 look what it says we know what it says it says uh, no weapon somebody say no weapon mm-hmm it, 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 it's, and I like that. It says no weapon. Even though weapons have been formed, it won't prosper. Look, it says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. In other words, it won't succeed. Weapons of lust have been formed against us. L weapons of unbelief. Weapons of, of doubt. and Weapons of poverty mentality. Weapons of quitting and giving up. All those things have been, they, 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 they've been formed against us, but what? They won't prosper. But look what verse 16 says. Look at this. A lot of y'all didn't know this. Look at verse 16. Behold, I've created the blacksmith. That's talking about Satan. It says, uh, I've created the blacksmith who, who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the spoiler to destroy. That's God's devil. Ask Job. But Job made it out of his situation. Look at your situation. You made it out. Matter of fact, sometimes God designed that stuff. Said, Let me see what they made of. They talk about they got all of this word in them. They talk about they're going to live for me. And they persuaded that nothing won't separate them from the love of God. I'm going to cause them to lose their job and see if they're going to fall out and flatline. So God worked like that sometimes. See, he's going to just step back and just see what you really got in you. Just like you. How many of y'all got kids? Y'all came to a conclusion one day when you said, you know what, I'm tired of seeing you crawl. I'm going to teach your butt how to walk. Can I get a witness? And then you would get them, come on, boo-boo. You get them by the arm and you get them position and then you have them walk. And for a little while, you help them. But then after a while, when they keep falling, you'd be like, get up. That's how God be sometimes, get your butt up. You know what my Bible said in Romans 8, 31, if I be for you, who could be against you? Get your tail up. 
And then they be looking for you, them little kids, dad, dad, mama. You like, no, nah, get up. There go that coffee table. Y'all remember the coffee table? Can I get a witness up here? It's just like you two, y'all had to take that bottle from them. I've told the story about my five kids. All four of my kids made the transition phenomenally. But my daughter Stella, who's 21 now, seven days later, bye-bye. Bye-bye. She be in the trash can. I'm like, nah, baby, here go this Aladdin cup. Lion King, which one you want, sweetie? And the bye-bye days is over. It's time for you to grow up, sweetie. That scripture, 1 Corinthians 13 and 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away. Somebody say, put away. Childish things. It's time for you to come out of diapers and to some drawers, sweetie. Time for you to jump into these panties. Come on, somebody. Come on. How many of y'all, they kept boo-booing on themselves and you had to be like, blue? You better get your butt on that toilet. You hit them enough, boy, they be running to that thing. Can I get a witness up in here? That's how our Heavenly Father is. He wants you to eventually get it. Amen? Even Jesus told the disciples, how much longer must I suffer with you? How much longer do I got to hold your hand? When is my spiritual scent going to get on you? That's what Jesus was talking about. But let's, let's, let's get into the topic a little bit. Uh, 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 we're going to talk about keys. Uh, uh, to unlock heaven. We talked about try him last, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, do it cheerfully. Honor him. We talked about uh, uh, another key that, that unlock heaven is when we cast our, our seed with expectation. Somebody say expectation. And we were in Ecclesiastes 11 and 1 because it said cast your bread upon the waters. There it is right there. Cast your bread upon the waters for you will find it uh, after many days. In other words, many days later, whatever you put in the ground is coming back to you. How many of you received that? How many of you know that from your seed comes a harvest? Somebody scream harvest time. I want you to get that in your spirit. When you know you've been putting seed in the ground, you need to begin to put a demand on heaven. Pastor, how am I going to do that? Where is that in the Bible? That's in Psalm 118, verse 25. David said, sin now, prosperity. That brother know he had been putting some seed in the ground. Look at that. He said, I save now, I beseech you there, O Lord. O Lord, I, I beseech you, I beg you, sin now. Somebody say, sin now. Prosperity. Prosperity means to be whole, to be complete. God wants you to be whole and complete in your emotions. He wants you to be whole and complete in your health. And he wants you to be whole and complete at your Wells Fargo. Somebody scream, I received that. We don't serve a broke God. The Bible says he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So let, let's get into this. This, 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 let's get into this. Uh, 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 the fifth thing I talked about a couple of weeks ago, keys to unlocking heaven, is give it and trust them. You got to give it and you got to trust God. Give what? Your tithe, your offering. Give it and trust him. Remember I shared with you, people that don't tithe, it's not that you don't love God, you don't trust him. Because I grew up in church where they would manipulate you and tell you you don't give because you don't really love God. You ain't authentic because you don't give. That's so far from the truth. You being here this morning is an expression that you love God because you really didn't have to be here. Did nobody twist your arm and make you come up in here? 
You're here because you love God and you understand Romans 10, 17 says faith cometh by hearing and, and hearing by the, word, by the word of God. You understand Psalm 92 and 13, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall what? Flourish in the courts of our God. Amen. But what's up for debate is do you trust God? That's the key. The word trust means to rely and depend on him. Amen. And so when we give our seed, when we give our offering, amen, when we give it in faith, we have to trust that God is going to multiply it. So let's get into today. I got three points for you this morning. Let's look at the three points today. Keys to unlocking heaven. Number one is that you have to sow offerings. Let's look at this lady again. Look at this in verse 42. It says the poor, then one poor widow. Now here it is, this woman, her money ain't even touching in the green. Her money is off. Come on, somebody. Lack is all on her radar. But what she does, she does something bold. The Bible says that she gave out of her poverty. Look at verse 44. For they all put out of their abundance. So Jesus wasn't even moved by that. He was moved by this one because, but she out of her poverty. Somebody say poverty. Put in all that she had her whole livelihood. She stretched. It wasn't a stretch for the others because they sold out their abundance. When you got a million dollars, it's easy to give a hundred thousand. Can I get a witness? That's you like, shoot, I got nine hundred thousand left. But when you got ten dollars and you like, I gotta give this dollar to God, sometimes you're like, I ain't gonna have but nine left. And the, the APS calling. You might as well sow the whole 10. If it don't meet your need, it must be a seed. You might as well sow it and just believe God. Because that $10 won't even buy you a chewing gum nowadays. Can I get a witness up in here? <laughs> Shoot, you go to Chipotle, boy, you can't tell, you better have about $12 with you. By yourself. And you getting a drink. And them chips with the salsa. Don't play with me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so here it is. This woman, she stretched. She gave out of her lack. She, she was in poverty. But Jesus was moved by her offering. Because he's looking at all these multimillionaires like, that wasn't nothing for you to do. You ain't, I ain't even moved by that. That wasn't even a stretch for you. But he's looking at this woman, that money ain't touching in the grin. And she could have been that person that said, I can't afford the tithe. I can't afford to give an offering. But she sold an offering. And Jesus was moved by that. I'm here to tell you, sometimes we got to learn how to sow when we in lack. Because when you poor and you in lack, and God sees that you still sowing into his kingdom, he like, that's a kingdom-minded individual. They got a kingdom mentality. I'm about to blow favor on them. I'm about to cause blessing to break out in their life. You know what? I had blessings break out in my life. My wife, I think she shared with y'all, before I left town last week, I got out the car at a convenience store to get my car washed. In. So right when I got out the car, I ran into a dollar. I said, look at God. I called my wife. Now, you got to remember, this is a church that does millions of dollars a year. But still, I was excited about a dollar. Because I have not forgot where I came from because I remember the change hunts. Can I get a witness? I remember the times trying to hustle up lunch money for my kids. And my kids, I tell you, they was on reduced lunch. Their friends had to explain to them, 
that why they paid 30 cents a day and they was paying two dollars I had to explain them right yeah our money ain't touching in the grand y'all on reduced lunch so y'all finally figured it out took y'all to fifth grade <laughs> see y'all see my glory but you need to know my story but it was during those change hunts that we were still tithing it was in those change hunts that we were still giving offerings to God. I remember one time I had a car. We called it the Blue Bomber. Remember, baby? The Blue Bomber. The Blue Bomber transmission went out. So I was like, we got to sell this thing. Money ain't touching in the green. Somebody came by the house and bought the car, y'all, for $65. My kids was excited. They said, Daddy. How much money you make off of that? They thinking I done made a billion dollars. I said, sixty-five dollars. <laughs> Y'all hear what I said? Sixty-five dollars. <laughs> but you know what I did with that sixty-five dollars? First of all, we gave six dollars and fifty cents to the Lord and gave another four dollars to the Lord, ten dollars total, and spent the other forty-something dollars on some groceries. And I'll never forget. While we were getting groceries, the lady accidentally put a cantaloupe in our basket. Remember that, sweetie? So she puts a cantaloupe in the basket. So we're, 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 we're pushing the basket out. And I see, you know how, you know, cantaloupe rolls. So it starts rolling because it was in, one, in a bag by itself. And I look, and my wife, she said, how did that get in there? I said, I don't know. But I turned that basket around because, see, some of y'all would have been like, look at God. No, 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 no. Integrity said turn the basket around and go drop the envelope, or, I'm sorry, the, 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 the cantaloupe back off to the, to the grocery store. And then we walked out of there because Proverbs 20 verse 7 says, If a man walks in integrity, his children after him shall be blessed. It's just like when we would go to Burger King and McDonald's and we, see, we were family of seven. So we got like two number eights and a number three. Did y'all catch what I said? My kids knew you don't just go up there, I need an A. No, no, we about to split that. And we would get water cups. And my kids, Mariah will testify, they would try to get the cups and they would get Sprite and make it seem like it was water. You got all these bubbles shooting up. I would tell them, you better go pour that out and go get some water. I would hit my kid, go, go, go pour that out. Especially Ira. My baby, he almost 18 now. But my point, these are the tests that we had to pass when we were in that season of lack, when we were in that season of poverty. That's why I don't apologize where God has brought me to this point because I didn't pass the money test because I'm not moved by money. Money's not my God. But I know one thing, we all need it. Can I get a witness up in here? And when you get it, you got to learn how to sow it. Look at this woman. She sold in her poverty. This woman, her money was not touching and agreeing, but Jesus was moved. I'm here to tell you, when you give your tithe and your offering to God, because you're giving it to God, you're not giving it to man. When you give your tithe and your offering to God, God is moved by that, especially when things are tight. How many yard sales that we have to have, y'all? We didn't have yard sales because we was bored. We had yard sales because we wanted to eat. Anybody been there before? My kids would be like, Dad, we still play with that. No, nah, you don't really play with that no more. 
Irish give me a hard time. Some stuff I sold at a yard sale one time. But I ha- just here recently, we got to do what you got to do. Amen. Anybody been there before? Shoot. And now I forget my, my, this one. I knew God was involved in my, my, my yard sale. My neighbor next door, he said, I got a water heater over here that's just been sitting here that we don't need. He said, we'll sell it for $200. And he said, it's brand new. I never had to take it out the box. And he said, we'll go half on it. Me and him couldn't get that thing hardly off the dolly before a truck pulled up and bought that thing. He kicked my yard sale off with $100 a piece. I said, look at God. I was living over there on 33rd Avenue in Union Hills, but we made it happen. My point is that you got to do what you got to do. But when you have integrity and when you learn how to sow like this woman, sowing in your lack, sowing while you're in poverty, you don't know what God will do. I know what he will do on the back end. Somebody say back end. That's why the Bible says in Galatians 6 and 9 to not grow weary in well-doing for in due season. Somebody say due season. It says you will reap if you faint not. There it is. Don't, don't lose heart because your money ain't touching and agreeing. No, just turn up your giving life and watch what God begins to do. So this woman right here, she sold in her poverty. She, she sold when she was in lack. This is what happens when you sow. Go to Genesis uh, 26 and 12. Look at this. 26 and 12. Genesis uh, 26. It says, then, then Isaac, he sold. Somebody say, he sold. Uh-huh. First point is that that, that, that in order for God to open up the heavens for you is that we got to learn how to sow. So he, he sows, so, so he sows uh, in the land and he, he reaped. Because how many you know when you sow, you will reap? Yeah, I'm going to say that again. If you sow, you will reap. I don't care what your intellect tells you. I don't care what your logic tells you. That's why we sow in faith. We sow out of obedience to God. So number one, it says, then Isaac, he sowed in the land, and he reaped in that same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Why did the Lord bless him? Because he sowed. Then look what the next verse says. Then it says he began to prosper, and he continued prospering until he became very, somebody say very, prosperous. See, I grew up in church where they preached the broke gospel. Talked about how Jesus was poor. How was Jesus poor? And he had a joker with him that was over the treasure, was over the money. Then it goes on. Look at this. So, so, so he prospered. Then it says, and, and for he, he had possessions of flock, possessions of herds, and great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. See, as you begin to sow your offering and God begins to prosper you, not everybody going to be excited. I got people that hate my guts. I got family members that never thought that I could get to where I am right now, and they still envy me, but they don't understand between me being committed to God and submitted to God and being a person that sows offerings, I can't help that God brought me where I am. I just believe in his principles. And he said, I'll reign on the just and I'll reign on the unjust. So don't apologize when God begin to reign in your life because I believe favor is getting ready to break out in your life. I believe blessing is getting ready to break out in your life. I believe breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough is getting ready to break out in your life if you receive that somebody need to give God a praise in this place look at your neighbor say sow it if you learn how to sow it you will reap you need to get to a place where people envy you if nobody envy you that means you ain't doing a whole lot I get excited when I hear about that I got haters 
because that means I'm doing something right. My daughter Mariah had a shirt for years that said, you are nobody until you've been hated on. I agree with that statement because anybody that's been successful, they've had levels of hate and always say, don't hate, congratulate. Don't hate, celebrate, amen? Because the same God that blew on me, he'll blow favor on your life. The same God that blessed me, he will bless you. But you gotta learn how to put something in the ground and then begin to give with an expectation knowing that you're gonna be on the receiving end of a blessing. Somebody say back pain. <laughs> Back pay. We had a lady in this church. She's a sower. She's a faithful tither. I couldn't believe it. She had, I was in the foyer. She had got blessed with almost $10,000. And she said, Pastor, what you don't understand, she said, this is back child support. And she said, but what you don't understand, my oldest is 36 and my youngest is 24 now. And they still went in that man account and snatched this almost $10,000. Somebody say back pay again. She was sitting in my uh, 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 for you, me and Greg, my assistant, it was on a Thursday morning. We walk out there, she danced with her. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was like, Oh, Jesus, we got a weird one. But then when she began to explain her testimony, I said, No, this ain't weird. I start, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for mine that's coming. I thank you for back pay because you know I've been sowing seed. I've been putting an offering in the ground. Lord, I thank you that you're going to give back to me. Good measure. Press down, shaking together, running over. You're going to cause man to give unto my bosom. Somebody need to give God a praise in this place. Somebody scream back pay. Boy, y'all catching it. She made Greg go get her an envelope. Can I get a witness, Greg? She said, go get me an envelope right now. She didn't even wait the Sunday. Sometimes we can't wait the Sunday. Just come during the business hours. We here. If you can't trust yourself, I'll never forget. I was 28 years old and got a $54,000 blessing. And I gave the church $5,400. And I gave another $3,000 uh, offering. Because he says, where have you robbed me in tithe and offering? So I wasn't going to just dare give God a tithe. I had to give my offering too. Anytime you get that amount of money. And I've been fighting this case for years. Amen. And these folks finally. But the reason why I showed up at the church during the week is because I couldn't trust myself. I was being honest. How many know Shakespeare said to thy own self be true? And see, I was 28 years old. So that means I was only three years in with God. So the spirit of Las Vegas hit my mind. I saw the strip. Come on, somebody. Like, you about to go do? About to turn up? Well, you know, I'm a little older now. We was back then. We said, I'm about to go get bent. That was a term we used back then. You know, I am almost 45 now. <laughs> but nevertheless, we took that seat to the church that day. Can I get a witness? And they said, what are you doing? You want this to go cash? I'm like, yep, cash. I got to go drop this off at the church. Why? Because put up Proverbs 3 and 9. Proverbs 3 and 9. Honor. I had to go honor the Lord with my possessions. He just blessed me with $54,000. And then it says, and with first fruits of all increase. Then it goes on. It says, if you honor him, he said, your barns are going to be filled with plenty. Somebody say plenty. And your vats will overflow. Somebody say overflow. With new wine. When God calls you to be in a place of plenty and overflow, you better go sow out of your abundance. But we even need to be like this widow woman and sow even when we're going through a season of lack. Jesus was moved by this woman. 
so encouraging to see this woman not trying to hold on to her stuff, but she released it. Mm-hmm. So number two, I could stay on number one for a minute. Let's go to number two now. So keys to unlocking heaven, soul offering. Number two, walk in obedience. Somebody say obedience. Pastor, how is obedience going to open up heaven for me? Obedience means to be compliant, submissive, and it means to be a person of order. The Bible even tells us in Corinthians to do all things decently and in order. So when we are a person of, that's compliant and, and submitted, that word submitted means we're yielded, we're given in to God, and we're in, in, in order with him. He has to bless us. Go to, go to Isaiah 119 real quick. Isaiah 119. Look at this. Let, no, they, they, they found that one, praise the Lord. But look at it. If you are willing, somebody say willing. See, you got to be willing to go to church. You, you got to be willing to make God a priority in your life. You, you, you got to be willing to not serve God in spurts. You got to get to a place like Paul said, I'm persuaded that nothing will separate me from the love of God. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect, but my God in heaven, let's give God a perfect effort. Has he been good to you? You're still breathing? He's allowed you to have the mind of Christ? Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, but he says, listen, I, if you're willing, go to put back to 119. I, if, 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 yeah, there it is right there. Let the, but, but look at this. If you are willing and obedient, somebody say obedient, you shall eat the good of the land, which lets me know that means there must be a bad of the land. God does not want you eating on some onions by themselves. Now, don't get me wrong. When I go to Lolo Chicken and Waffle, my wife will tell you, even the owner, he always say, I know you're about to get that smothered chicken with extra onions. You better believe it. Some collard greens, some macaroni and cheese. Come on, somebody. And I feel the glory. And that blue Kool-Aid, Shaka Zulu. <laughs> and then when I get done, I'm going to trace it with that red velvet. You can't go up in there and not get that red velvet. Come on, somebody. That's the good of the land. Because put the text back up. You shall eat the red velvet of the land. Is that what it said? <laughs> the peace cobbler of the land. Don't get comfortable with Jack in the Box. Don't get me wrong. I like Jack in the Box. I didn't say I love Jack in the Box. I love Papa those. I like Jack in the Box. I like McDonald's, but I love Hillstone. Oh, I heard a whoo. Oh, I felt the glory. That Hawaiian steak that they got over there. Eee. Trace it with some white zipper, I mean some uh, white cake. <laughs> oh, everybody woke up now. They like, oh, I feel the glory. <laughs> Don't forget, Jesus turned water into wine. Don't get it twisted. Go back to the text. If you be willing and obedient, somebody say you. Look at your neighbor and say you. The word of God is for the people of God. It says you. You shall, but means without doubt, eat the good of the land. 
That's ultimately where God wants to take us, people of God. But you got to walk in obedience. Be compliant. Be submissive. Be a person of order. And then go to Job 36 and 11. Let me show you where obedience will take you. So we already figured out obedience will cause you to, to eat in the, in the land. That's good. But look at this. It says obey. There's the word obey. If you're compliant, if you're submissive, if you're a person of order, it says, and you serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. I just don't know about all this prosperity stuff. I grew up hearing that. I've even had debates with pastors. They won't touch prosperity because they don't think it's of God. But I'm like, how, how could you say that prosperity is not of, not of God when it's all in the Bible? Matthew 6, says, seek ye first. Somebody say first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. Somebody say things will be added to you. This is the key, though. Listen, to, if you don't remember nothing else I say today, remember this. God wants you to have things as long as you don't let things have you. That was the rich young ruler's problem. God said, okay, you, you ain't been an adulteress. You, you haven't bared false witness. and You've been pretty much an upstanding individual. But go sell your stuff and give it away and come follow me. Let's go do this. Take up your cross and follow me. That brother looked at Jesus like, wait a minute. You want me to give up my Escalade to follow you? You want me to give up all my, my jewelry and all? This, he said, yep, come on, follow me. Mm -mm, he wouldn't do it. And it's sad because he said, sell it and give it away. He didn't just tell him to give it all away and come follow me. He was basically saying, man, go sell some of this stuff and make profit. Come, come follow me and give me some of that offering. So Judas can put it in there even though we know he's going to jack us later. <laughs> But ain't that sad that he walked away sorrowfully because he was stuck on stuff. That's why the Bible says, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Are we chasing his hand or his face? We don't, we don't believe in chasing his hand around here. You chase his face, you chase after him, and he knows you're authentic. Everything that's in his hand, he'll begin to release it to you. He'll release it. Why was he able to release that 323000 that we needed for the air conditioning units? Because he knew I was going to do right by it. That's right. And that money came in. Yeah. All of it. I could have been him and hawing and saying, you know what, we can get this. Let's get a loan. Right. And we're going to keep this. And I'm a, I need this. I need to do that. No, 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 no. God's looking for somebody that's got some integrity. That's why he can trust a ministry like this with millions of dollars. Because Lord knows I've been a part of a lot of ministries. And one thing I've learned is what not to do. You feeling me? I believe in, in, in ministry and life, period. If we can just learn how to pass the money test, God will cause you to be on back end of some stuff that will mess you up. I'm still messed up 11 years later what God's done with this ministry. And guess what? We just getting started because I know that God has more for this church, which means he has more for you because you make up the church, not this building. Look at your neighbor and say, I am the church. Mm -hmm. so number two keys to unlocking heaven walk in obedience look at uh, Psalm uh, uh, 84 and 11 
Psalm 84. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing. Somebody say no good thing. Will he withhold from those, those select few who walk uprightly? It takes obedience. It takes you wanting to comply. It takes you wanting to, you being a person of order for this scripture to be fulfilled. But he said, there's no good thing I'll withhold from them that walk uprightly. And then look at this, Deuteronomy 28 and 2, another obedient scripture. It says, and all these blessings, somebody say blessings. I like that. It didn't just say a blessing. It said blessings shall, which means without doubt, come upon you and overtake you because what? You obey my voice. You obey the voice of the Lord. In other words, when we learn how to entertain his ways and entertain his thoughts, he will begin to go out his way to make sure blessings come in your life. Next verse. Blessings shall be in the city. You'll be blessed. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be even in the country. Because of time, uh, jump to verse 8. Look at 8. Uh, uh, so, so when you obey his voice, the Lord will command. Somebody say command. Command means he will instruct the blessings on you in your storehouse and in and on which you set your hand to. Anything you put your hand to will be blessed. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Next verse. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself just as he uh, has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Next verse. Then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. Boy, the kind of favor and blessing getting ready to come in your life, people are going to be intimidated. Anybody receive that at the 930 service? Your family, they're going to be intimidated. How God do that for Josh? We know Josh used to be stuck on stupid and parked on dumb. He didn't even graduate from high school. How he get that car? They closing on their first house. Overtaken. Over. That's what I'm talking about. Look, go ahead. Go, go, let's keep it. Then all the people that are. Then, and then it says, and, and the Lord will grant you. Say, there's some great favor God will grant you, blessing that he will grant you. So he says he will grant you pl uh, plenty of goods and the fruit of your body and the increase of your livestock and the produce of your ground and of the land which the Lord swore. Then it says to your fathers to give you, next verse. Then it says, then the Lord will open to you his good treasures. <laughs> we can stop right there. He wants to open up good things to you, good treasures. Then the heavens to give the rain of your land in its season. And, the, and to bless all the work of your hand, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Somebody say debt free. See, you need to get that mentality. I'm going to be debt free. I know you did a 30-year mortgage, but you need to be like, Lord, I thank you. You're going to do this in 15 years. Lord, you'll do this in 15 months. Lord, you'll do something supernatural because I've been putting seed in the ground. You're going to cause me to reap. I thank you that my season is coming, God. Well, you're going to fast track my blessing. Pay this car off. Some of y'all need to lay hands on your car today. Be like, Lord, I thank you. You're paying this thing off in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Next verse. And then we'll go to my third point. That says, and the Lord will make you the head. Anybody interested in being the head? He said, I will make you the head and not the, he said, I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. 
Some of y'all been the butt of jokes over the course of your life. Some people are going to be so intimidated. I prophesy that they're going to be like, my, they're going to be stunned. I got relatives like, how God do that? How? We, we thought he was going to jail 21 years ago. They finally caught up with him. Oh, but how I many know sometimes your setback is your setup for your come up? Some of us in this building, we needed a setback because a setback will make you begin to regroup. Your setback will make you look at things with a different outlook. You have a different viewpoint and begin to realize, wait a minute, if I keep living like this, I'm going to mess around here and lose my freedom and miss my God destiny. So I better get my life in alignment with God. It'll make your wheels begin to turn. Can I get a witness up in here? Shoot. So he said, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only. Somebody say above only. And not beneath. If you heed the commandments of our Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. What's the two commandments now? Love God with all your mind, your soul, your heart. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. See, if you love yourself, you can love your neighbor. Anybody in this building, you love you some you? Listen, I, know, I don't know about y'all, but I love me some Reggie Steele. I've had a lot of bad things happen in my life, but suicide ain't one of them. I love me too much. Shoot, I, I got some imperfect ways about me just like y'all, but I love me some me. Things I'm trying to tighten up, I'm trying to work on something. Anybody working on some things still? We all still in transition. Ain't nobody arrived yet. And the minute you think you have, God be like, take a lap, you ain't ready. That's why I love me some Romans 12, 3. It says to not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Stay humble. When I started kingdom, my mom, I said, mama, what advice you got for me? She said, stay humble. Humble is the way. And she said, the second thing, guard your heart. Don't give everybody your heart. She said, they'll be trampling all on your heart. So she said, when you go into ministry, she said, you go in humble and guard your heart. I believe that's a word for somebody in this building, especially when people get intimidated by your wealth, guard your heart. Because the first thing they're going to do, well, you, well, I'm your kinfolk. They start feeling entitlement. Oh, you can't give me a job? I see what y'all doing over there. Yeah, but you, you, you just want the fishes and the loaves. No, no, no. You got to go out here and make it happen. What they say, if you give somebody a fish, you feed them for a day. You teach them how to fish. You teach them how to live for a lifetime. You got to get out here and get in your grind. How many of y'all didn't learn over these years? Ain't nobody giving you nothing. I thought somebody owed me something, but I realized when I had my first child that the only way it was going to happen is if I got out of here and made it happen. That's why 2 Thessalonians 3.10 says, if you don't work, you don't eat. You got to get out here and make it happen. Because of time, we got to go to 1 Kings. Go to 1 Kings real quick. Uh, so number one, keys to unlocking heaven. Number one, soul offering. Number two, walk in obedience. So we're talking about the O's today, offering, obedience. The last one is you got to stay optimistic. The word optimistic means to be hopeful, to be positive and upbeat. First Kings uh, uh, chapter 18, look at verse 1 and 2. Look at this. It says, and, and it came to pass uh, after many days uh, 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 that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go, present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain in the earth. Now he's saying, I'm going to send rain in the earth. You got to remember it hadn't rained for three years. They were in a drought for three years. So he says, listen, I'm about to send rain. Then it says, so Elijah went to, 
to, to present himself to Ahab, and there was a severe famine in Samaria. So here it is. They're in the middle of a famine. It has not rained for three days. But then now all of a sudden, you got the man of God saying it's about the rain. People looking at him sideways like, whatever. But look what happens in verse 41. It says, then Elijah said to Ahab, it took 40 scriptures later, but he says, go up to eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Because even before rain comes, there's always a sound. Can I get a witness? And me and you start preparing. Where's the umbrella? And if you got some, 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 some leaks in the ceiling, you're like, where's the buckets? But there's always a sound before the rain comes. Amen. And I believe God is getting ready to let off a sound. And he's going to let off a sound in your spirit, amen, that me and you are getting ready to step into our season. How many of you believe your season is right around the corner? I feel a turnaround in my spirit, amen. I believe somebody's coming out of their drought. I believe somebody's coming out of their famine. I believe somebody's coming out of their setback that God is getting ready to do exceedingly abundantly above more than you can even imagine or even think. Somebody give God a praise. High five two or three people and say, do you hear the sound? Do you hear the sound? I need you to get that sound in your spirit. I hear a sound, people of God, a sound of rain that's coming from the heavens. I believe favor is getting ready to come from the heavens. Blessing is coming from the heavens. Breakthrough is coming from the heavens. I believe rain is getting ready to come into your situation. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Touch two or three people and tell them the drought is over. The drought is over. The drought is over. I'm about to walk in obedience. And this drought is about to cease in my life. I'm going to learn how to give offering. And I know that this drought, this drought, this famine is about to cease in my life. Somebody give God a big praise one more time in this place. Somebody scream, Lord, make it rain. Lord, make it rain. In the name of Jesus, I believe rain is coming. In the name of Jesus, stay obedient, church. Stay optimistic. Stay upbeat. Stay positive. Stay hopeful. God is getting ready to change your situation. I've watched him change my situation. I can preach on things like this because I've been there, done that. I know how it feels to be in a famine. I, I know how it feels to be in the middle of a setback. But stayed optimistic. I haven't seen rain in years, but I stayed optimistic. I stayed hopeful. I stayed positive. I stayed upbeat. Why? Because I know God is a man that he cannot lie. Nor the son of man will he repent. If God said it, that seals it. He says, my promises are yes and amen. And amen just means I'm in agreement. Anybody in agreement that the rain is coming in your life? Somebody just thank him for 15 seconds for rain. Lord, I thank you for rain that's coming. I thank you for favor that's coming. I thank you for blessing that's coming. I thank you for praise that's coming. Lord, I thank you that my family is coming to an end. That drought is coming to an end. I thank you, God. Even of our shit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Let me pray for you, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for famine is ceasing. That drought is ceasing. We thank you that we as your people will live under an open heaven. I prophesy that over the people of God. You said in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, you said if we believe God, you will establish us. But if we believe your prophets, you will prosper us. So Lord, I pray that over your people right now, God. We thank you that we will sow offering. Not only that, we will walk in obedience. That in spite of what we get hit with, we will be optimistic, hopeful, upbeat, encouraged. Because we know you can do exceedingly, abundantly above. More than we can even imagine or think. Maybe you're in this 930 service. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus.